letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Wednesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Laura Oaks. Today's stories include the release of body cam footage after a police stop in Robbinsdale, a controversial pride night for the Minnesota Wild, and an executive order signed by the governor which protects rights to gender-affirming health care. But we'll start with the weather with more snow on the way this week. WCCO's chief meteorologist Paul Douglas tells us when, where, and how much we will get. Today's just the appetizer, a little bit of light snow, maybe a coating, not a big deal. The snowfall rates increase tomorrow. The snow will fall a little bit harder, especially tomorrow afternoon, Thursday night, into Friday morning. And then it tapers Friday morning, and we're thinking, you know, three, four, five inches in that range, barely plowable, enough to slow things down for the drive home tomorrow and maybe the drive into work uh, Friday morning. Then we get a bit of a break Friday afternoon through midday Saturday before the next system comes in. And even though in the short term it looks like less, we actually now have a more formidable clipper coming in over the weekend, which could drop another two to four inches of Saturday afternoon into Sunday morning. A little bit more if you're heading up to the North Shore, Duluth area. But I still think, you know, by the time the snow finally tapers off later in the day Sunday, we could easily have another six, maybe eight inches in some spots. Robbinsdale police have released police body camera and squad car footage from three officers involved in last year's traffic stop involving 24-year-old Khalil Azad, whose body was found in a nearby lake two days later. Here's Mark Fry. 24-year-old Khalil Azad and two passengers were inside the SUV when it crashed as Azad attempted to flee Robbinsdale Police last July 3rd. He fled on foot next to the shoreline of Crystal Lake. Driver bailed towards the lake running eastbound. Uh, passenger exit the vehicle with your hands up, please. Just keep your up, okay? There's only two more of you in. Young lady, open the door. Come on out. Azad's body was found a few days later in the lake. An autopsy ruled that drowning was the cause of death. The last month, Black Lives Matter called into question those findings, saying that Azad had an unexplained dog bite on his face and his family says Azad could swim. There's no evidence suggesting police ever caught up with Azad, according to the footage released last night. Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty is defending a plea deal that would send two teens accused of murdering a Brooklyn Park woman last year to a juvenile program instead of adult prison. The 15- and 17-year-olds gunned down Zaria McKeever inside her home after her ex-boyfriend told them to. Moriarty telling Vanita Sakar on the morning news that the teens would face adult sentences if they failed to meet the requirements of the juvenile program. And another vital part of this offer is that they both of them have to testify against the adult. Um, and so we believe that that provides accountability and public safety and justice in this case. The Wild are being questioned about a decision not to wear special warm-up jerseys during a planned Pride Night at the XL Energy Center last night. WCCO's Vanita Sakar and Henry Lake talked about it on the WCCO Morning News. They do it in the warm-up and then they auction it off and raise money for whatever organization. They have these kind of theme nights, but they did not wear them. It was sort of released quietly right before puck drop that the guys were not going to wear it. What are your thoughts on this? And and do you have any more information for us? Did you hear anything last night? I I just, I think personally, I look at the situation and I'm like saying to myself, um, why are you 
like they have the jerseys, right? Like they're there. If you're talking about and truly meaning that you're supportive and you're honoring a community, then why did this decision be made like this? Like if you if you're truly if if if, if you if you um are standing by that you're gonna honor Pride Night and you're you're very supportive of the community itself, then how does this happen at the end? And why did this happen um towards the end? Like so, I think that those. Those questions are out there for all of us, and I think that everybody's going to want those answers. Um, but yeah, I, I th- this is a, you, you label it right. I mean, it is a controversy. There are questions about the actual age of a tubby little puff of dough from right here in Minnesota. Oh, wow! Oh no! out the Pillsbury Poppin' Fresh Doughboy may be a lot older than anyone thought. The founder of a group called Moving Pillsbury Forward says he's discovered an early drawing of the company's giggly little white mascot on a control panel at the site of an abandoned mill in Springfield, Illinois. It dates back to 1949. Pillsbury's official story says the Doughboy wasn't baked until 1965. No comment from General Mills, which owns the company, but Springfield employees were known as Doughboys in the 30s and 40s. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. I'm Steve Simpson. Two former Minnesota governors, one a Democrat, the other a Republican, speaking with one voice concerning the proposed hospital merger between M Health Fairview and Sanford. Republican Tim Pawlenty and Democrat Mark Dayton appeared last night at a Senate committee hearing on the proposal. The Republican Pawlenty says that as a land-grant institution, that you cannot have an out-of-state company running the teaching hospital. It is amazing that the role that this uh, university, our university, has played. The bottom line is this. When it comes to our health care in Minnesota, we all bleed red. But we have all benefited mightily from the, the maroon and gold. And that is the University of Minnesota Medical Center and the role that they play in this system. All of its assets are obligated, both legally and morally, to be used for the benefit of our state and our citizens. They should be solely governed, directed, and funded by its Board of Regents and this legislature. Dayton telling the committee that any other arrangement would be a betrayal of the trust bestowed by the people of Minnesota. Governor Walls signing an executive order today protecting the rights of Minnesota's LGBTQIA plus community as it tries to gain access to gender-affirming health care. We want every Minnesotan to grow up feeling safe, valued, protected, celebrated, and free to exist as their authentic versions of themselves. He says Minnesota is going to continue to be a refuge to people who seek to receive gender-affirming health care as several states in the country have outlawed giving care to those in that community. In this state, hate has no home. In this state, love and acceptance is what we preach, and we will live by that. There are also two bills in play that would codify into law those protections. It is a big week for high school hockey in St. Paul. WCCO's Susie Jones reports from the XL Energy Center where the boys' state tournament is underway. What's become known simply as the tourney is attracting fans from all over the state, many braving the oncoming snow. I would still expect 19,000 people here tomorrow. Sam and Mitch Day are excited to watch the tournament, which has become a family tradition over the years. Our grandparents would come down from Hibbing, and a uh, family would come down from Roseau, stay in a hotel, 
and we would come here every single year. Both the young men played hockey themselves, with Sam admitting... Oh, I, I did. I, I was not very good. So <laughs> I, I read the writing on the wall. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO.